Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Night Walker with your host, of course, myself, Dean Walker, here on the Marking Out Network. Um, today's video or episode or, or audio episode, whatever the hell you're doing, will be about my top 10 list of things that Triple H should do in the WWE to kind of, you know, help it age better uh post vince mcmahon era um i i go i go about a half hour or more on this top 10 list i tried being as quick as possible and i i didn't try to i don't know do my usual rambling on uh i tried making it a little bit shorter because this thing could have taken a whole hour there's so much information, and I was actually going to talk about this top 10 list on a future episode with me, Cordell, and Neil, but between all three of our opinions about this and just how many things I wanted to go over, it was it was going to be maybe a two-parter or two hours long. It thing could have been forever, so um, I tried cutting it down a little bit, just doing it myself, and shooting it for a Wednesday Night Walker, so... Um, yeah, I I guess uh, I guess Wednesday Night Walker is really, you know, it's it's it can be still about me and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. But lately, I mean, there's not really much to talk about me. I, I sprained my ankle uh, four or five days after I finally got healed up after I tore something in my abdomen. So um, now I'm on the shelf again, and it's been about almost two weeks. And it's still not much better. And I think there's like some ligament issue, muscle issues. So I really fucked it up. And I'm just glad I didn't break it. At least uh, the x-ray showed that the first time I got it. And uh, hopefully it didn't uh, get fucked up since then. I'm going actually real soon to the doctor. I guess uh, this is pre-recorded. So this is um, not new news. But uh, whatever. I've been on the shelf. There isn't, there isn't much to talk about. I haven't been able to really get up and do much, so I'm not going to vlog. I'm not going to, you know, go to wrestling shows. I, I was actually invited to go to uh, Ric Flair's last match in Nashville. Not to be in Ric Flair's last match, but to be a part of the show. Um, if I'm not going to be on the show, then, you know, to help in the show and to network backstage and do all these things. And I was very um, flattered, but I could not make it with a bum-ass ankle. So, um, yeah, that's that. It's been, uh, it's been a journey. My best friend, one of my best friends, um, Alex, who you have seen on the podcast, he moved to Florida and he wanted me to help him move. And I couldn't because I am kind of couch ridden right now. So anyway, uh, life's been kind of boring. I have not been able to do much at all. Um, I guess, you know, when I'm bored, I take a drive, listen to music. That's really about it. Um, I live you know, closer to Chicago, but sometimes I drive up to Milwaukee, go out there and hang out and kind of just take a drive. I don't really have much going on right now. So, uh, not much to vlog. And if you guys are really into me vlogging, then, you know, maybe I can, uh, I don't think it'd be that exciting, but yeah, there's really not much about me right now. And, uh, if you, if you knew, I, uh, I used to read out my training journals every week and I'm not saying I for sure will not do that anymore, but I want to, I'm getting a little bit further into my training journals where I talk about every move that I learned and every, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I would be giving away, um, Seth Rollins's like training techniques and like, uh, his entire like training book, basically kind of, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, 
while I was with him training for three months, you know, we worked on a lot of things, but I feel like if I just start naming off of everything that I worked on with him, I don't know. I feel like, wouldn't it kind of give it away a little bit? I feel like that's not right. I feel like I can't really do that. Um, the first, you know, journal entries were a lot about me moving a lot about my first, you know, time in the ring, taking bumps and stuff. And I just don't want to be vague either. You know what I'm saying? With all these new uh, things, because a lot of it's just really like, I learned this move. It went well. I learned that move. It went well. There really wasn't much after that. I, I talked about my training and I talked about getting injured. I hurt my neck and talked about, you know, him and I having a conversation and I felt like we had heat for a second, but we're okay. And, uh, he was actually complimenting me and saying I could make it in the business. And I took it as a really, really big compliment. And I'll never forget that. I appreciate that, at least, especially coming from him. And, you know, I talked about the, the, the high spots and I talked about some show experiences that I had for SCW, which is, um, in Davenport era, uh, area. And, you know, I, I think I did that. So I'm not saying it's going to for sure grow for sure go away, but the training journals might, be on hiatus. I, I just want to make sure I can, uh, how, how I can talk about these things without giving away too much, um, of the backstage. So anyway, uh, without taking too long, without further ado, uh, we will be talking about triple H, what he should be implementing in the WWE, in my opinion. And I just created a little top 10 list, not an order, but, um, just a little list for us to talk about here. So, Anyway, uh, as you know, we are going to go ahead and get to our sponsors for this episode, um, and then uh, I'll see you on the other side so we can talk about that list. All right. Hey, if you're looking to renovate your home or business, Prime Custom Renovations has your back. Prime Custom Renovations offers many interior and exterior work for your home and or business, both in Illinois and Wisconsin. Now, hey, if you use the promo code WALKER, that's promo code W-A-L-K-E-R, you can get an exclusive personal offer off of your project. You can reach out to them at PCRenovations2021 at gmail.com or text or call 224-908-8626. So I, I kind of put everything in a in a little list Um, because the thought came to my mind, I was like, maybe I should make a little video about what Triple H should do to sort of help the WWE since uh, Vince McMahon is gone. And I'm not saying, you know, Stephanie McMahon can't do this. I don't know how much say Nick Khan has in a lot of these things. Maybe he, maybe he will have a lot more say than I think he will. Um, but you know, with, with Triple H being the head of creative, I feel like maybe in my opinion, he might be, you know, more in charge of what we see on TV and Stephanie might be more in charge of, uh, contracts, uh, business side of things. That's just my opinion. That's what I, that's what I feel, uh, might be the case. But um, anyway, let's just jump in and let's just say for number one, I want to see better storylines um, for for years and maybe for <laughs> as long as WWE has been around, they have had some very interesting storylines to say the least. Um, and I feel like when we ever, whenever we have like really good stories, uh, they they seem to be cut short or they have a terrible ending, or it's, it's, a, it's a lackluster ending, 
someone gets injured, which, you know, is up to nobody. I mean, that's just, you know, it happens. It's nature. But I would have to say if they took a little bit more time in their storylines, then it would obviously make TV a lot better to watch. And they their storylines can be more wrestling-based. You know, I want to fight you because I don't like you. I want to fight you because I want the championship instead of I want to fight you because you slept with my girlfriend or, you know, whatever. We've, we've seen so many weird wedding angles or wedding ceremonies or these like uh, you know making it making out in the back or what it's just it's it's super strange to see um a pro wrestling show kind of you know act like a soap opera and you know that's what wwe is it's a it's the soap opera of professional wrestling that's that's what i you know i've always seen it as and if you're not a fan that's kind of how i explain it to you um but it doesn't have to be like that, especially with Vince gone. I feel like, you know, he was the big guy on it's sports entertainment. It's not pro wrestling at all. Blah, blah, blah. You can't say these words. You can't do these things. I'm going to be very, you know, straightforward and say, you can't say, uh, you know, what, what was it? Belt. You have to say title or championship or whatever. You, you got so caught up on all these weird terminologies and these these super strict rules and and these odd things that you can't really focus on these uh, on your storyline you have to focus on all the rules that he made and then on top of that the writers that's another story I'm, I'm just saying in general for number one um, and I'm not saying these are uh, you know from most to least or least to most these are kind of just in random order just kind of w- when it came to my mind but Storylines definitely came to mind first. Um, but number two, I would have to say change NXT back to the original. Now, I'm not saying NXT 2.0's uh, arena, uh, the, the the feeling, the vibe that I'm getting from NXT 2.0 isn't growing on me in the slightest. I'm, I hate it less. Um, I'm used to it. I don't think it looks bad. I've never thought that it looked bad. I, I've never said. Well, maybe I've said it. Maybe in the beginning. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to lie. But I don't. I don't think it looks bad. That's my opinion right now. I don't think it looks awful. I think it looks okay. I just. I don't know if I've said this in a different episode. I might have, but it reminds me of a Nickelodeon game show. And the funny thing is, is that I heard somebody say that somewhere else. And I don't remember where it might've been on WWE's after the bell. Um, I, I don't remember, but, but I laughed my ass off when I heard it. Cause I was like, all right, I'm not the only one who thinks this. And I really, now I'm kind of wondering if they did it on purpose. Cause it's, it's so, it's almost nostalgic when I look at it, but I'm just saying the reason why I don't like the. The, the arena and this isn't all about the arena but the reason why I don't like the arena is because it doesn't look tough it doesn't look like this is a place that you wrestle at this looks like a game show this looks very um child friendly very uh, you, whatever it's it's not it's not the the same vibe that NXT used to have and I'm sure you know Vince McMahon looked at the old NXT um you know, where we last saw the black and gold. And he was like, let's change it in every way, shape, or form and flip it on its side. Let's 180 this bitch. Let's change every damn thing. And he he definitely did. Uh, it's completely different. And 
you know, if this was um, an arena for something else, maybe I wouldn't hate it as much. But I feel like since NXT, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's 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 what I'm getting at. So that's the arena part of it. Um, and I'm gonna get into the the wrestlers later. Um, I'll be bringing up them a lot, but uh, but just to touch on it, you, you I feel like yes, you can hire um, ex athletes. Yeah, I have the reason why I have such a uh, let's say just an issue, just a slight, slight issue with this is because I feel like you cannot put professional wrestlers on the back burner when this is professional wrestling. Like if you, if you were going for an NBA tryout and you had, um, college basketball guys versus college football guys, you can't just put college football guys first because they might they may be, you know, uh, bigger and tougher, whatever, right? You should take the the basketball athletes more serious, way more serious, since they're the ones who are in that sport. So, for those who are already professional wrestlers, maybe you should treat them a little bit with more respect and maybe put them on the, f- uh, the first part of the tryout or on more of the tryouts instead of oh, this person was an Olympian, this person was a, um athlete in this sport, or that sport, or that sport, or this person is literally just famous, or this person is a bodybuilder, and it's just like, yes, we understand that you have a an, an image in your mind, and these athletes will, will, you know, carry that image, and it's a lot of the times these athletes have the money and the time to work out every single day, you know, because they don't, they don't do, they don't, they don't do what pro wrestlers do, where they go from city to city to city to city, and they don't have really much time to work out. They don't have much time to eat healthy. They don't have, um, you know, expensive personal trainers, and they're not, you know, they're also tearing up their body every day. So it's hard to work out when you when you feel like you have a broken back. You know what I'm saying? So in general, a lot of pro wrestlers don't look the best, but. WWE wants people who look the best, and I feel like that's where a lot of the fuck these pro wrestlers came from, and let's hire these athletes, because, you know, they already look the best, they look the part, and that's money, they sell merchandise, blah blah blah, and I I know where he's coming from, but it, it, 99% of the time it does not work, we have many great athletes who came from other things, um, Big E, Bianca Belair, uh, uh, I mean, Chad Gable was a wrestler, but not a pro wrestler. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying there's 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 many people, and I, I'm saying that today, but like back then, like Brock Lesnar or uh, fucking uh, Goldberg or whatever. And, and Goldberg is another topic. I'm not saying he's really that fantastic in the ring. Um, but anyway, I'm, I don't want to get too caught up because I'm going to bring this up later on too. But there's just a lot of the, the, the NXT vibe. I'm going to use that word. The NXT vibe. That's what it is. Um, and what NXT used to be just, it worked. And that's what, you know, competed with Dynamite. Nowadays, NXT doesn't really compete with Dynamite. NXT is kind of just there. It, it really does feel like the the, the developmental brand. It, it really does feel like they're training and they're green and they're, and whatever. But the old NXT, yeah, it felt like they were green. Um, some of them. 
but also it was like a kick-ass show man it was it was fantastic and i miss the old nxt pay-per-views and i miss watching that shit like i i don't know i'm just saying so that's number two anyway i don't want to make this episode an hour so let's go to number three um i wrote down rehire some of the talent we lost during the pandemic um this one's a little bit tricky because i feel like the list would be humongous um, but most are actually doing okay on the indies. Uh, Matt Cardona comes to mind and yeah, I know he, I know shows up in impact. I don't know if he's signed to impact. Um, but anyway, you know, he comes to mind, he's killing it on the indies, uh, or they're on, uh, AEW. They're on, you know, dynamite or rampage. And the list is not super, super long, but the, the few that come to mind, one would be Bray Wyatt. Would I like to see Bray in AEW? Sure, but I feel like AEW has enough of uh, that sort of gimmick. Is that if that's what he's going to come back with? Which I'm sure he will, you know, do what he's great at. Um, so I mean, you have him. I feel like he should do WWE instead. I I was one of the guys who said he should show up in AEW until, like I said, a lot of the guys just kind of. There, there, it's just, it's a little packed. So I would say WWE could definitely use him. Um, and then I thought Braun Strowman, he was one of the other guys who we lost, who is in, insane that we lost him. Cause no, he wasn't my favorite. I didn't think he was amazing in the ring, but the guy is, a, is a, he's a solid fucking worker and he's not the best promo, but he's okay. And he gets the job done and he, you know, makes you want to watch a match he he's not bad at all he he actually is really good especially for a guy his size he had the strength and he had the 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 endurance um so i think he's trying to do that uh what is it called create your own future (laughs) uh create your own path write your own story i don't know He's doing some some sort of uh, promotion with EC3, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I really don't fucking remember the name. Um, do I think it's it's doing well? I don't know if it even started, but I know I've heard a lot more negative than I did positive. So I'm just saying I would. I personally would just cut the loss, and I would say go back to WWE, especially under Triple H. Um, another guy, Karrion Cross, would absolutely fucking kill it in Triple H's WWE. So I'm just saying this is a, a very big potential buy that they should make. Um this guy when I first saw him, I really did not care for him. I don't know why. He just I felt like he was way overhyped. I didn't care for him at all. But then as it grew, uh, he you know what? He's not that bad. No, he's not the most exciting in the ring, but he has a certain star presence that you just cannot get from everyone. So I would say Karrion Cross is one of the top names. Um, and those are the top three that I could think of. I know it's not the most exciting, but there are many, many others who could, you know, like Keith Lee came to mind, but he's an AW and, you know, Strickland needs to go back swerve, uh, but he's an AW and he's doing fine. There's uh, nonetheless, there's a lot of guys and girls who were fucking killing it. And by the way, when I say guys, I mean girls too. I, I, it's so complicated to say guys and girls or boys and girls. You know, that sounds, seems weird. Men and women seems too professional. Um, but when I say guys, I just mean everyone. I don't mean just the men. Um, I just want to make that nobody, nobody said anything. I just, you know, I always think it in my head when I say it. So, all right. Anyway, number four, um, I would say make the shows feel a lot more important and there's a reason behind it. 
Um, I have, I have a, f- a few different ones. So number one would be the brand split. Now this one is a debated topic. A lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people do. I grew up with the brand split. When I when I really got in, I, I've known about WWE since I was a little kid. I would say early 2000s, like 2001 and so on. But when I became like an avid watcher, it was 2007 or 8. And the brand split was in you know high gear. And the the thing with the brand split, I don't know if I'm, let me look ahead. I don't want to say anything. Okay, I'm going to say this later on. Okay, so I'm not going to bring that part up. But for the brand split, it needs to be actually split. It needs to be actually split. They need better rosters on each brand. I feel like a lot of times, like, the rosters are just very slim. It's always, one show is always better than the other. Like, Raw was always a lot more stacked. Then SmackDown became a lot more stacked. And then the ratings for SmackDown blew the fuck up. So then they moved a lot of guys and girls back to Smack. Uh, uh, wow. Back to Raw. And uh, I don't know if the ratings are better than SmackDown. I don't think so. But but anyway, SmackDown was doing great. And I don't, I don't know. They just need a better split. Maybe with hiring a few more people back. Maybe that will help. Um, seeing as how they made like, what, like 60, 80... 40, 100, I don't know. They cut a shit ton of people and they didn't really hire too many people back. And the pandemic, I mean, it's still kind of here, but like it's not really here uh, in, you know, in shows and that kind of revenue. So I don't know why they're being so uh, fickle with their money lately. I don't know. That's not any of my concern. Look, different stages. If you remember back in the day with the SmackDown, you know, Fist. Uh, you had the raw where the, the, I call it the cheese grater stage. Um, it just looked like this metal with a ton of holes and and weird things. And it just, it just looked cool. It it may have looked a little raw, huh? That was cool. Huh? That was, it's, it's punny. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry. Let's okay. Maybe separate pay-per-views. That's another one that I added on. This is all number four, by the way, maybe separate pay-per-views would also help the um the brand split and that's another debate that people go back and forth on but we we had like you know a pay-per-view here for raw the next month would be a pay-per-view for smackdown and then another pay-per-view for raw the next month and then sometimes you know for like the big four rumble uh survivor series of course survivor series uh, SummerSlam, uh, mania all that kind of stuff you know you would have all of the roster there and uh, some of them would face one another, but typically that would just be for survivor series. And I would like to keep it more that way than anything, but you know, there's just, um, there's something that goes along with it to where it's, it, it helps with long-term booking and long-term booking also goes into storylines. And that's why I didn't want to mention that earlier, but we need more long-term book booking, kind of like what AEW does. And, um, it, it works. AW proved that it works in today's uh, era. So we need long-term storytelling because a lot of the times you can't really tell a really good story in three to four weeks and then a pay-per-view hits. But the thing is, is that we don't want to see rematch and rematch and rematch and rematch. And the way WWE does their long-term booking is they'll do a couple rematches because at every month they have to do a pay-per-view. So you can't just take a really good feud off the pay-per-view so of course they're going to add it on but they don't want it to end so the only way to go around it is a shitty finish but we don't want to see that because then it feels like a waste of time and a waste of space on the pay-per-view 
But if you had at least every other month or so, then you could do these long-term bookings with not as many rematches. And I don't know. I think uh, maybe maybe Raw could also go back to two hours. Maybe we can get better general managers, not just uh, what's his face, uh, Adam Pierce. I don't, I don't I don't mind him at all. It's not that I don't like Adam Pierce. Um, I think he works. I just think you know maybe he should stay on one of the other one on Raw or one on SmackDown, and then we can bring back someone else or implement someone else as a manager. And then I feel like that helps with the separation because when he's running both shows, it it doesn't really make any sense, does it? I don't know. Um, Better drafts. Oh, this one is a huge one because when I was a kid and I would watch the draft, it was my favorite fucking thing ever, along with the rumble and all these kind of things because it was so fun to watch. You had the little... You heard the do 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 noise in the background, and then like the shuffle of all the faces, and then it would go, and then you would hear like this like guitar string go like meow, right, and then it would pop up. And I know I'm making it sound super super fucking lame, and it kind of sounded like I did a meow instead of a a guitar string, but just hear me out. It was cool as fuck. They had background music. I'm just gonna say that they had <laughs> they had background music. And then a really big guitar like you know thing, and then it sounded really cool when the face popped up. And then everyone would go, oh my god, and the crowd would erupt, and it would be so fucking cool. And then they, and then they would, um, I don't know if it would every, uh, it would be every time or sometimes, but they would come out, and then like say, like they were sitting backstage in their team, so they had like a raw shirt on, and they would they would take their raw shirt on, and they'd put a SmackDown shirt on, and you were like, holy shit, this is, you know, I've never seen him in, uh, in, in, in a SmackDown color before. I mean, I can't believe he's gonna be on SmackDown or whatever the case. And then you thought, oh my god, like, can you imagine, like, this guy is going to face this guy, but then that guy ends up getting drafted, but then, you know, sometimes they got drafted back, and it was it was just a really cool thing, and I, I love to watch it. And the the drafts lately, if, you, if you've been watching, are kind of like, I don't know, just regular sports draft. They, they even showed the fucking uh, motherfuckers in the suits for, for Fox, and, like, all this weird boring bullshit nobody gives a fuck about some cocksucker in a suit and i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm just saying who the fuck gives a shit man we need actual uh fucking we don't need some nfl draft we don't need a motherfucker in a suit we don't need this weird let me read off this index card of blah 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 no get the fuck out of here with that it was not fun it's not good and it sucks it's such a a punch in the gut every time i see that that's what they're gonna do um better show music they need they need better you know music for each show they need to bring back what it was in like 07 to 10 or whatever you know like that or maybe 02 and so on i'm just saying the early 2000s to to 2010 ish had really good music to where it was like fucking like you got so like energetic watching it. And maybe because I was a kid, but the shit would just, it would, it would hit different. All right. Um, and then the last one I can think of is I put this with, um, make the shows feel a little bit more important. And this one doesn't go with, you know, brand splits or anything like that, but I don't know what to call it, but the moving like graphic card, you know, like when like, uh, you'd have two guys going up against each other and they would, you know, move around kind of and, you know, look around or do like a signature pose and then like it would kind of flash and that's when the picture would stop. 
I don't understand. I don't know how to explain that. I, I did see Paul Heyman posted something about Instagram. I don't know if he retweeted, I'm sorry, I reposted it on Instagram or just posted it himself, but it was of uh, Lesnar and Reigns doing the, the moving graphic. And it just, I don't know, it, it also hits different where you're kind of just like, it just looks more exciting and it's kind of cool. And I don't know, I feel, I feel like they should bring that back. This, this one was a long one. Um, the rest of them should be a little bit more fast, but uh, more fast quicker all right grammar um number five we're halfway through number five i would want to say make the pay-per-views look just a little bit more special than they have been over the years they used to be you know pretty pretty cool with the uh with the pay-per-view like arenas uh backlash comes to mind where if you if you want if you want to know what a cool pay per view looked like, look up the early two thousands backlash where they had these swinging like uh, lashes. <laughs> I don't know these metal fucking things, and they'd be swinging back and forth in between. It was really cool, and um, you know they do they do some stuff for Mania, uh, maybe summers they do maybe minor things for the big fours, but I feel like it's possible because NXT used to do that shit. Have you seen NXT like Halloween specials for like in your houses and or the other in your house or I don't know if they do it for takeover. They they would actually do shit and that's why I put it on my list cuz I'm like, "Oh shit, Triple H was in charge of that era of NXT and maybe he's going to be in charge of this, uh, not maybe, but he is in charge of this um era of WWE, so maybe we will start to see that again." And I don't know how the budgeting works. I don't know how how expensive it actually really will take a toll on them or how bad it will be. I don't know. But hey, that's that's something I would like to see. I don't know. So let's move on to number six. Let me see here. All right. Ooh, all right. Give the wrestlers a lot more freedom during their matches and promos. Now, I don't know if it's just odd timing, but I've started to notice that it seems like a lot of these wrestlers have... Um, a little bit more leeway in their promos. And I could be just honestly thinking about this because, because I'm bringing attention to it. So maybe I'm like noticing things that aren't actually there, so to speak to where I'm like, Oh man, like this seems a lot less scripted now that I'm starting to think about it to whereas what if it never did change? And I'm just, it's kind of just all in my head. But from my perspective, I think it did change a bit. Maybe they gave him a little bit more leniency. Maybe it's a lot more bullet points and a lot less uh, word for word. Because I remember, you know, hearing about uh, sometimes a page or two pages worth of, of 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 script. That's very hard to memorize. You know, twenty minutes before you have to go on the show. So I hope it's back to bullet points or, or something. It just seems a lot more genuine. And then these these. Uh, people can, you know, really embrace that character because they're not just reading line for line and, you know, and they're not actors, actors to where they have, you know, months to prepare for these things. It's, it's, you know, usually right on the day and in the hour and then 20 minutes. So it just makes it a lot less stressful if it's bullet points. Um, I would say for the matches, I've noticed a lot more, uh, I don't know, a lot better spots lately. Um, Maybe that's also happening too. A lot of these things could have happened or will happen, um, but I'm not sure. That I'm starting. I don't know. 
at least the matches just seem a little bit better. Uh, but maybe it could be because of the fresh coat of paint that the room looks bigger now. You know what I'm saying? And it's not actually bigger. I, I don't know. I don't know if all of this is in my head or not, but I've noticed that it's gotten better already since I've uh, uh, even written the list. So, all right, number seven, I want more focus on the mid-card championships, which I will say they had a huge United States uh, championship tournament this past Monday on Raw. Um, this is when I'm recording it. I'm talking about the, what was it, the August 1st, July 31st. It was around this time. I don't know. It was early August or late uh, July. One of the two. Whenever Monday Night Raw was. But I I've, I noticed that they put a lot of emphasis on the U.S. Championship, which is amazing. That's that's you know that's great. But I feel like you know the IC title has been still not too shown. Uh, but also I haven't seen SmackDown today is Thursday and it's August 4th and this is, you know, pre-recorded of, of course. So may, I'm hoping that in the future, meaning next week or, you know, tomorrow even will be a lot better. And I want to see the intercontinental championship on main shows. You know, they added the Mysterios and uh, the judgment day, which I feel like really didn't need a SummerSlam pay-per-view match. It was kind of like an okay feud, but it wasn't a huge feud. And they, didn't have the they didn't have Gunther, uh, aka Walter, on you know SummerSlam with the IC title, and that's I don't know I don't understand why that you know even happened. But anyway, whatever. In the future, hopefully they're just shown a lot more because I feel like for the past you know year or two they just haven't really been given you know as much airtime or the respect that they actually should get. All right, so we got three more left. Number eight, I would say less live shows. I think it would help the you know performers perform better because yes live shows you you can i'm not saying get rid of all of them because it's a time to prepare for matches you can practice matches you can um you can also just uh, it's like a trial run you can you can uh, experiment on things you can see if things will work and blah 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 and yes they're important and also like not every show can be you know televised and then you know it's hard for everyone to make it to the televised shows because a lot of times they sell out so like you know my first show as a kid was non-televised it was a live show and it was in like bloomington illinois this really small town and it was like a small like hockey venue or whatever but you know it's it's just um yes it's important i'm not saying get rid of all of them but a little bit less than they're used to just because i mean wrestling ain't ain't an easy sport um, and you got to save your body. You're going to shorten these guys careers and I don't know if it's worth it. So that's just, that's number eight. Number nine, I would say, please, for the love of God, stop changing everyone's ring name when it's their time to go to the main roster. Um, and I wrote this before, uh, what was her name? Uh, she debuted, uh, Sky. What, uh, wow. It's not, it's not coming to me now. That's amazing. Sky was someone else. You guys are probably screaming at me right now. Anyway, she debuted on SummerSlam, and instead of her other name, now it's Sky. I really got to stop recording these things late at night because I, I start to forget things. Um, but other other things come to mind, like Angel Garza. Now he's just Angel or Angel or whatever, but I don't want to... Eh, I'm not great at accents. Um, Humberto... 
he was Humberto uh, Carrillo or Carrillo. Listen, I, (laughs) I take Spanish. I know Spanish. Um, I'm not the best at uh, just kind of announcing. I think it's like Humberto Carrillo. I don't know. Whatever. whatever. I'm not, I'm a fucking, you know, whatever the fuck. Don't make fun of me. I, I can hear some of you laughing right now, and I, I don't appreciate that. Um, anyway, whatever. You got Angel and Humberto. Their last names got cut for some reason, and I find that kind of odd. Uh, Champa or Champa, whichever one. Um, you you know he his name got cut. Same with Riddle. His name got cut. Theory. His name got cut. Dewdrop. That was a total name change, and it sounds like ass. And Eva Marie has been long gone, and I feel like she should have changed her name back to Piper uh, something something uh, a long time ago. But whatever. Nikki Ash. I feel like that character is long gone. I feel like she needs a fresh change. And I don't know if Nikki Cross is the best situation, but something with a Nikki would have been fine. Um, T Bar. I hate the fucking name. I same thing. It's been long gone. I feel like he needs a name change. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic was an amazing, amazing, amazing person to watch on NXT. And it's so sad that now he's playing this stupid T-Bar thing and they're not changing it. And he's on main event every fucking week and he's not in Raw. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, I'm hoping with this whole Triple H thing, it's going to get a lot better, man. I, I really hope so. Butch, his, the, the character change is okay. Like, it works, but not for a guy like Pete Dunn, man. He is so fucking talented, man. That sucks. Um, Gunther, it's Walter. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, Ludwig Kaiser, which I think they changed it to Ludwig Kaiser. Um, instead of Wig, it's Vig. Whichever one, all right? What happened to Marcel Bartel? What, isn't that how you say it? That's, a, that's an annoying-ass fucking name. I don't think it's Marcel Barthel. That makes no fucking sense. I think it's Marcel Bartel. And that name wants me to, I want to punch him in the face when I hear it. And that works because the motherfucker is a heel. Ludwig Kaiser sounds, it's it's just, it's not fun. All right. It's not, it's not as fun. And I feel like he's never going to be someone big with that fucking name. All right. Um, and number 10, I, I said it earlier and I think I went a little bit too deep in it. So I'm going to cut it a little short, but number 10, please hire more professional wrestlers in the WWE. Um, Hey, me included. Uh, don't don't count Dean Walker out. Uh, your beloved pro wrestler who decided, hey, I don't need college. I don't need to play a sport in college because guess what? I'm a pro wrestler. And then now they're signing college athletes. So, um, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, maybe that's another reason why I don't like college athletes because I know that I didn't go because I thought I was taking a better route. Um anyway um yeah i kind of went into that earlier you guys kind of know what i'm saying here to where it's just like we need more professional wrestling athletes because of uh you know they they know the sport they they always do better um and there's a lot of guys out there who are amazing and they don't get the spotlight because they're a pro wrestler which makes no fucking sense um think about how long it took for aj to get to wwe think about how long it took for guys like um Kyle O'Reilly or Adam Cole, which he wasn't, you know, on the Indies forever, but whatever, you know, Chris Hero is one of them who was on the Indies forever. I'm not a huge, huge fan, but he's, he is one of them who is, you know, great in the ring and what he does, who, you know, made it to NXT and then shortly left. But, um, there's, there's so many guys who I'm just not thinking of Samoa Joe, uh, fucking, 
there's a lot um it's getting late but you know that is a huge part of it to where they need i don't know there's just you can tell when someone wasn't a pro wrestler because of the way they move and the way they act it just it doesn't seem right and you can tell they're just playing a role and it it just doesn't seem good and it you it's when you notice it it really takes you out of it and it's just a lot less fun. And I'm not saying, like I said earlier too, I'm not saying that you can't be great if you're not a pro wrestler. I'm not saying that. But uh, it does help. And I feel like the guys who have been um, uh, slaving away on the indies for years and years should probably get a look at, you would think, right? So um, anyway, yeah, that's my top 10 list of things that I think Triple H should implement in the WWE to help it um, progress even further in the future. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm sure some of these things are already starting to happen. If not, they already did when this was posted. Let's hope so. Um, let's see what we're at here. 34 minutes. Oh man. I've been trying to keep my episodes under about a half hour. Um, but Hey, we're just a few minutes over. So for the intro, I don't think I'm really going to be doing much. Uh, usually I kind of just talk shit in the intro for a little while, shoot the shit. Cause I know the episode's going to be a little shorter. So I just, you know, take the intro for myself. But, uh, but anyway, Hey, if you would please give a rating and a written review on this episode and any other ones or any other platforms you do, whatever the hell you do, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it because the more ratings, the better. Cause that shows to the podcasting platforms like, Hey, this person is worth checking out. And, uh, you know, it, it helps. So then, um, I would, I would just appreciate it. It doesn't take too long. Um, share this with a friend, family, coworker, whatever the hell you think would, uh, whoever the hell you would, would, would like professional wrestling stuff or whatever the hell we have on our page of, uh, Cordell, Neil and I talking shit, hanging out. We got pay-per-view reviews. You, you know, the schedule, we got a lot of things. Um, so go ahead and share it with a friend. I would, I would, I would greatly appreciate that. And then, uh, let's see, uh, you can follow us. I'm at 99 Dean Walker myself. Cordell is at Cordell Ponton. Uh, we're at pod marking out on Twitter. We are at marking out pod on Instagram and, uh, we're on YouTube. We're on all that kind of stuff. And every link and everything that I'm telling you right now is going to be down below in the description. Go ahead and do that. And I will see you in the next one. Thanks guys.